Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside, currently looking at partly cloudy skies. 57 degrees right now in Buffalo. The Bills kicked off their season a week ago tonight, but they still have to wait four more days for the next game. Uh, talking about the home opener, Josh Allen knows that school kids in Orchard Park and Frontier are getting out early Monday. It's going to be crazy. I mean, half day at school. Uh, that's how you create some Bills fans right there. You know, you get out of school. I mean, man, they, I hope they love the Bills. Um, so we'll, we'll need everybody here and, and screaming as loud as they can and trying to help us out on third down when our defense is on the field. Bills and Titans kick off 7-15 Monday night. I was trying to think if that ever happened to me. Wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have been a large portion of my school going, but like when right. I was nine or so, the Flutie Bills would oh. have been the only time that this might right. have happened. I don't I don't really remember this remember. happening before. Um, that ever happened. Even because I, you know, we live in Orchard Park. Our kids went to Orchard Park schools. I don't remember them getting a half day for a Bills game. Well, your kids were never in school when the Bills were good. <laughs> like, that's true. That's, this is true. I, I was nowhere near Orchard Park, but, you know, there was Bills craze. I would have been like fourth grade or so. I don't, re- I can't really remember fourth grade. Right. A lot of fuzzy memories there. But, hey, awesome for the kids this upcoming Monday. Always looking forward to that. Elsewhere in western New York, the vice president touted the Inflation Reduction Act at UB yesterday. WBEN's Brayton Wilson on why another visit from the Biden administration had some local officials buzzing. Vice President Kamala Harris was in Buffalo on Wednesday as she took part in a brief address at the University of Buffalo discussing green energy initiatives that are part of the Inflation Reduction Act. Wednesday's visit from the vice president was the second of the 2022 calendar year, with the first coming back in May to attend the funeral of Ruth Whitfield, one of the 10 victims of the racially motivated mass shooting at the Topps Friendly Market on Jefferson Avenue. While her past visit to Buffalo in May was under different circumstances, what type of significance does Wednesday's visit from the vice president have? The second visit of Vice President Harris is incredibly significant. It sends a clear message that Buffalo is on the radar screen of the president and the vice president, that this community is top of mind for our president and vice president. That was Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown. A large focus of Wednesday's visit surrounded the talk of green energy and the efforts being taken in Buffalo to create cleaner and healthier options to not only create energy, but also make the environment safer. At the forefront of that movement comes the work being done at the University of Buffalo and the programs in place to create sustainable energy that will help the country become energy 
energy efficient towards its goal of net zero emissions by the year 2050. Here's more from University President Satish Tripathi. And if you look at what we're doing at UB, we're really one of the leaders in environmental areas, whether it's the clean energy, whether looking at the sustainability, water, quality of water. So be really proud that she chose us to come here and recognize the work of our faculty, students, and staff that's going on here. More from Vice President Harris's visit to Buffalo on Wednesday is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. More on that visit yesterday uh, coming up, and we expect to hear from Mayor Byron Brown on WBEN this morning as well. President Biden was stumping for support of new legislation yesterday. The president at the Detroit Auto Show announcing where some of that infrastructure money is headed. We're approving funding for the first 35 states, including Michigan, to build their own electric charging infrastructure throughout their state. The president saying that will be part of a half million government subsidized charging stations. Jumpstarting a future electric car economy, much like building gas stations, ended the horse and buggy days. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Back here, a 16-year-old girl now facing first-degree assault charges after a stabbing at a Buffalo school. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Tuesday's incident at the Buffalo School of Culinary Arts began with a fight. A number of girls who were in the bathroom uh, that uh, initially a mutual fight started, uh, and in the course uh, of that fight, uh, one of the participants... Um, pulled out a steak knife of some kind and allegedly stabbed uh, the victim uh, three times. Erie County DA John Flynn says the 17-year-old victim was stabbed in the back and is recovering at Oshai Children's Hospital. Flynn says he's glad to see the 16-year-old suspect remaining behind bars. Uh, I want to, quite frankly, um, applaud the judge here for remanding uh, this 16-year-old uh, in jail without any bail. Flynn says he must meet harsh punishment with harsh action. You can hear the full news conference online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Tom. We are watching a threatened rail strike around the country. What would it actually do to the nation? In the Washington, D.C. area, a strike could tie up chlorine shipments used for providing safe drinking water and treat wastewater. A work stoppage could also stifle the U.S.'s strained supply chain. In recent years, railroad companies cut thousands of jobs and have earned near-record profits. A sticking point in labor talks now, sick leave. To be able to take care of, one, ourselves, and two, our loved ones, and that's what we're fighting for. Washington watching and hoping for compromise, but preparing just in case. Deadline is at midnight tonight. That's Justin Finch reporting. All right, we'll be watching for that. The very serious. We'll hear a lot more. Brad Milkey speaking with a Sam Sweeney transportation analyst coming up throughout the morning here on WBEN. Florida's governor sending two charter planes filled with undocumented immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' office saying he sent illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, claiming it's a sanctuary state that welcomes people who enter the country illegally. Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts had no warning they'd have to house and care for those migrants. DeSantis and Texas Governor Abbott have sent undocumented immigrants to Democratic-majority states, saying if President Biden won't fix the border problems, they'll simply move those migrants to their states. That's Andy Field reporting. As the crown passes to King Charles, many in Great Britain are wondering 
about supporting a family that may be worth billions. As Great Britain says goodbye to Queen Elizabeth, there are questions about the new king, his new wealth, and taxes. It's hard to justify that, especially when so many people are struggling. They are quite wealthy already and I don't see why they need my taxes. By some accounts, the wealth of the British royal family reaching well into the billions of dollars. ABC's Rhiannon Alley. Forbes values the holdings of the royal family, often called the firm, at $28 billion. The estate includes crown jewels, racehorses, and the royal collection of paintings. Also included in the firm, billions in property. The King Charles won't pay taxes on any of that inheritance under an agreement Elizabeth made to exempt the royal heir from paying Britain's 40% inheritance tax. ABC News Royals contributor Victoria Murphy. I think at a time like this when a lot of people are struggling, when you're talking about someone with such wealth, I think that is likely to spark some criticism and some debate. Sherry Preston, ABC News. That's a lot. Very interesting. I didn't know horses were a part of that too, but uh, all of that now going to King Charles. The founder of an apparel company giving it away in the name of fighting climate change. Patagonia has long been privately owned and used its profits for environmental advocacy. Now, though, the 83-year-old founder said he has transferred all ownership of Patagonia to a set of trusts and not-for-profit organizations created to preserve the company's independence and ensure that all of its profits, some $100 million a year, are used to combat climate change and protect undeveloped land around the globe. The announcement came in a press release entitled, in part, Earth is now our only shareholder. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast calls for the cool feel of fall to be with us throughout the day. Today, we'll see clouds giving way to sunshine. Temperatures will be well below normal. Typical temperatures this time of year in the mid-70s. We're into the low and mid-60s for a top temp today. Tonight brings patchy clouds and moonlight. The overnight low temperature right around 50 in Buffalo into the low 40s in the southern tier. Cool to start on Friday, but we'll see an ample amount of sunshine. It warms up a bit. Highs in the mid-70s. With your exclusive WBN Summer Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Michael Angelucci is joining us from Level Financial Advisors. We're looking at inflation and the economy this morning. And, and Michael, I'm wondering, too, could there be some reaction on Wall Street today to the breaking news earlier this morning that a tentative deal was reached to avert a nationwide rail strike? I think so. That, that was a worry because that could have potentially been a big problem with supply chain issues that have been starting to improve, but this could have been a problem for them. Um, interestingly enough, last night, the, the futures market was, was negative. Uh, when I got up earlier this morning, it was positive, and now it's about flat. So uh, without digging into it, I attribute those um, futures changes to the averted strike. So I think that uh, will be a positive. Uh, it would have been definitely a, a big negative if, if that happened. Does this compound in a really negative way for investors where we saw the markets take a big dip on the inflation news, on the fears of what the Fed will likely do in raising interest rates again? And then I would imagine that when the Fed does raise those interest rates again, we'll have another dip in the markets, almost as if the first one didn't happen. I, I know this. I, I talk about this with, with uh, my peers in the office, and it really is uh, hard to understand because the Fed has been very consistent with their message and that they're going to keep raising interest rates until uh, inflation gets down to 2%. And we're nowhere near that. And what happened 
last week was I think there was a lot of optimism that uh, the inflation numbers were going to be a lot better than we saw. So they thought the Fed will, the, the, the thinking was the Fed would lower rates come spring because then they'd be worried about inflation um, and recession. And then what happened was, as, as we know, the numbers were a little higher than expected. Core inflation was higher. And that definitely told the market the Fed is going to raise rates. But like I said, the ir- irony is, and the funny thing is, the Fed has never indicated that they were going to come off the gas pedal with rates. So um, I think there's a lot of hope. Um, and when the real numbers come out, uh, the reality sets in with, with some of these traders. You know, with regard to the Fed and their decision to be made next week, and we keep hearing they're likely to be more aggressive, what could that mean? It could mean possibly a 1% uh, increase in the Fed funds rate, which will drive all other short-term rates higher. The 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 indication is it's definitely going to be 0.75, three-quarters of 1%. But after last uh, this week's earlier numbers, uh, there is some uh, feeling that they could go to 1%. Um, the Bank of Canada just recently went to 1%, I believe. Uh, so there's a feeling that uh, the Fed may follow suit. But I, I think from everything I've read, we're going to see uh, 0.75. The Fed, uh, as I said earlier, is committed to getting inflation under control. What they know from the 70s is the Fed uh, started – uh, to take their foot off the uh, raising interest rates, gas pedal, so to speak, and inflation stuck around. So they don't want to make the mistake the Fed, the, the 1970s Fed made. Uh, they, they've been very uh, clear about that. So when we're looking at the inflation picture, a lot has been said about, uh, you know, we know what gas prices are doing. Everyone's looking at it on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Um, housing and rent. Um, rent inflation has been coming down for quite a while. But now we're hearing that inflation is surging when it comes to housing. And I'm wondering how difficult uh, inflation when it comes to housing, in particular rent, can be. Because when rents go up or down, not everyone is paying that new price like we are with a gallon of gas. Only people who are moving are. Everyone else is kind of locked into a price for six or eight months, regardless of what the market does in that time. Right. But those six, eight months, 12 month agreements that people have with rent are, are rolling over now with, with higher interest rates um, and people are buying new buildings. So they're readjusting uh, what um, they're charging uh, the renters. Uh, a good example is um, my son rents in Buffalo and a new owner bought the property and he was notified that the rent was going to go up, and, and the the new owner has to do that, right? They're paying a, a premium and uh, or a high you know high price for property, and then they're paying a higher uh, interest rate to finance that. So that's that's kind of what's trick. I hate to use the term trickling down, but that's that's what's trickling down to renters, and I think we're going to continue to see uh, rent prices go up. You know, I, I understand that raising interest rates kind of, I guess, tamps down demand for borrowing, right? And that's what they're trying to get at. But how does that affect housing prices and food prices, which both of those categories are are the the biggest uh, rising prices that we're seeing right now, right? Right. Well, you're you're starting to see um, gas prices come down, which may um, 
help food prices because a lot of what's built into food prices is the cost of transportation. Again, kind of going back to your original question with the the rail strike averted, um, that could potentially help that in the long run. But when you when you raise rates, uh, it does it does a number of things. Uh, less money in people's pockets. They're going to spend less at the grocery store. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal this week about people, uh, families having the debates, you know, do we buy the cashews or the pine nuts this, this week? And those are the kind of things people will start spending less at the grocery store and um, the prices will start to come down. You hate to say that the, the pain will drive uh, the prices to go down, but that's, that's what happens when people have less money in their pocket because their car payments are higher or the rents is higher. They start um, making um, economic decisions to save money in other places. Uh, so it, it's a multi-factor uh, effect with um, how that plays out, but that's that's what's happening. How long uh, does this market uncertainty and uh, the market downturn more recently have to yeah. last before you are really seeing a significant impact in changing people's plans for the future? Have we already pa- surpassed that? No, I don't think so. There was a recent um, article that I read that, in fact, uh, consumer uh, expectations about future inflation have actually improved a little bit. Uh, And the Fed looks at that because they're worried about uh, consumer behavior uh, because inflation can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, In other words, people, when they're worried about inflation, they'll start buying things now before they get um, more expensive later, which in turn drives up prices. So uh, the Fed's been looking at that, and it seems like that's a little bit flat. Uh, so that's the hope. And then when you look at other things like the long-term bond market, those interest rates are lower. So there's the feeling that uh, inflation won't be um, with us for that long. Uh, with that, I think it's probably going to be with us beyond spring. Um, but um, I think that um, those are the kind of things that, that the, the Fed's looking at. And to your question, how long will it last? Um, not sure, but it's nobody's really thinking it's going to be a prolonged uh, 1970s inflation. All right. Well, good to hear that. Michael, thank you. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Michael Angelucci with Level Financial Advisors. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.